0: Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more programs, go to our website, which is
1: brumradio.com. Ahayou gozaimasu! Konnichiwa, Ki-san!
0: I've not been watching your Fraser to get the how to speak Japanese. What,
1: what, Konnichiwa, what, Gaikun! What
0: just happened? We're doing a Japanese show.
2: Okay.
1: i <laughs> will give an oriental flavor <laughs> for a change.
2: I literally just thought you'd lost his mind and It was just, uh, just you know, I, I don't know what you were doing, though. Japanese. Okay. I, I got it was Japanese, but I don't know where it came from. My instruction to off-air was, come in loud, not yeah. quiet, and you came in with that. Yes. I mean, that's, that's... You definitely misinterpreted the inter- mm. the uh, instruction there, I think.
1: Ahayou gozaimasu konnichiwa to the geeky me.
2: <laughs> so, we are, we're started, we're, we're rolling. Yes, we're rolling now. Okay. Hi, Guy. Hi, Ryan.
1: Hi, Keith. Hi, Ryan. How are we all this week? Except, didn't you, did a little bit... We we seem to be a few bodies light this week. Yeah. Philip Ellis is trotting again somewhere. I don't know where. And George and Dave have disappeared to Cardiff again. I think they're back at Torchwood. Skyverse. Yep, so it's just the three amigos again. Keith, what have you been up to?
0: Uh, I was basking in the glory of my uh, Ghost in the Shell talk last Sunday at the MAC, which was was really good actually. I I hadn't seen that film on the big screen uh, at all. Uh, It was good, but the English dub is—it's oh, a—it's a terrible, terrible. I told you, subbed not dubbed. It's, Always. I think it was because the, the way the licensing works, they had to use the English um, uh, dub. But it was some of the voice acting was was just so pedestrian. It was terrible. But it was good to see it on the big screen. I quite enjoyed it seeing it again. Um, and having recently seen the live action one, it was like, oh yeah. It was, was pretty some... much shot for shot the live action remake. There were shots that were shot for shot. I yeah. think the basic ex- the basic essence of the film was completely different in the live action one, but it was good. So I quite enjoyed that. There was kind of um, uh, uh, a sizable crowd, and I got applause at the end. <laughs> I was like, I mumbled my way through the last part of my talk, and I was like, Yeah, there you go. And so that's Ghost in the show. and people you just applauded
2: because like, you're just sexy. That's why <sighs> they were just like looking at you. They didn't they didn't pay to see the film. They they paid. To they came and to see look me. At you. Yeah,
0: I, had, I did wear a shirt. So, that, wow. you know, it was obviously a little bit more kind of uh, serious. Do you have a picture of you in the show? I'd like to see a picture of you in the show. <laughs> I've not seen Keith in a I don't think I've ever seen Keith in the show. Until I started doing this show, there was little to no photographic evidence that I even existed. So, you know. And
1: now your face is plastered on this week's show picture.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I like It was a tricky one this week's show picture. So I kind of just went for the vanity of it. Because I looked to see if I could find posters with other characters from John McGinnis. No, no there's just Keanu. And it's like, oh, well, I'm going to go for it. And and it was like I had twenty minutes last night to do it. It was like quick shot in the in front of the computer. It's like okay, let's do this. Uh, so it worked out quite well. I'm quite pleased with it. Looks all good. Looks good.
2: In the talk that you did, what was the most annoying question someone asked you?
0: And it wasn't. People didn't really ask me questions.
2: They were just, I just looking at you, weren't they? I
0: just gave them an overview of kind of like Ghost in the Shell and its history and the, the kind of different iterations of it. Um, I <coughs> what what did. What was da- the most interesting fact you found out? Uh, that the uh, English dubbed version had one of the passengers' songs at the end, which was Brian Eno and U two uh, do a song from their passengers' original soundtrack album. So they didn't even just replace the voices; they replaced the music. They as well. Uh, well, just on the end, uh, the entire. But I did kind of get at some people to go like, "Have you seen the recent live action version? What did you think? How do you uh, how did you think they they kind of?" Um, interpreted the core matter, and it was um, it was quite good, you know, there was a few people, it was all right, I was quite, I was quite you know, it was, uh, it was a nice thing to do, G- gave Geek Keeper and me a big plug at yep. the beginning. Scarlett Johansson
1: just looked like a Barbie doll in the, the live action remake, I think. I I, I I don't know what to say to that.
2: <laughs> well hang on, what Barbie dolls were you playing with as a kid, mate, to be honest with you, I don't want to play any Barbie, I know, to be fair. It just
1: got like that... Flesh-coloured skin suit thing that she puts on it just doesn't really work in film. It works really well on the manga, but I don't think it really worked as well on the oh, film. Well, I,
0: I don't. I didn't really look at what she was wearing. I was concentrating on her dialogue at the time, so um, I can't comment on lies. On Damn that. lies.
1: <laughs> what did you think of the live-action film, guy?
2: I didn't get to say it.
1: The anime is much better. Put it that way. And the soundtrack is awesome. Which you got me for my birthday I did Which
2: is awesome <laughs> I like.
0: what, I did, uh, what I did think Having not seen the original Ghost in the Shell for, for quite a while Was how much I preferred Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence uh, Which is a sequel film to it Which I quite enjoyed
1: Yeah I mean It probably got a bad rap Because it was such a different film
0: well, and because the major is not really a part of that nah. story at all, but um, I think that the, the, a little bit of the progression with the animation, a little bit yeah. more kind of a, a slightly better use of the CGI kind of stuff. The, the, yeah, there's something about Innocence that I quite like. It's a little bit more kind of slow and um, not as action orientated as the yeah. as the first film. So I, I kind of like that one. I kind of I've got a kind of soft spot for that.
1: I think my favourite version is Stan Line Complex. Yeah, just because. He had a full series, and it was really interesting how they weaved like, the underlying plot all the way through and still had, yeah. which was the complex episodes, and you still had the occasional standalone ones. But
0: which is the genius of the title.
1: Yes. <laughs> You've got some standalone <laughs> complex. So yes. what, tell me about this stuff. Well, some episodes are standalone, yeah, and some are complex. and But even the standalone ones have tiny little nudges towards the plot as well. Yeah, I think, what do you think, first gig or second gig, best one? <laughs> so you had Laughing Man with the first one, which I really enjoyed the Laughing Man story, but Individual Eleven was quite a good story as well.
0: I couldn't pick between. I don't yeah. think I could pick between. Guys fondling things again. <laughs> Guys fondling a very, your he's a microphone. Very, he's a very hands-on man, isn't he? Our guy. Yes. <laughs> he now looks like he's going to start belting out some uh, show tunes.
1: You look like a radio on DJ.
2: <laughs> Thanks.
0: We're yeah, well, Are you uh,
1: hosting Top of the Pops this week, guy?
2: Yeah, well, we're having we're having microphone issues today, so I'm going portable. I am presenting in hand with yes. Mike. So. He has got a bit of the Tommy Vance
0: might read about him, hasn't
1: he? <laughs> he needs a pair of aviator shades now. And introducing someone you like.
0: Give us the chart rundown, guy, yes. from uh, <laughs> <laughs> number 20
2: <laughs> to 11. In at number 14 is uh, Barry Manilow. Can't smile without you. In at number 10 is Dupe with Dupe. <laughs> in at number 5 is Deep by E17. And this week's number 1 is Gary Glitter, Do you want to be in my gang? <laughs>
1: I no, think they've go. destroyed all those episodes <laughs> of Top of the Pops. Viv is My lovely wife Vivian is re-watching Top of the Pops because they're doing it on BBC4 BBC at yeah, the minute. Yeah. So they've just done all of 1983, and now they've just started 1984. So it's really interesting to watch, but it is pretty much the same music videos every week, and they swap one out, and it like takes four or five weeks. <laughs>
0: when you get the ones like, and and number one for the 24th week. It's, it's the soft, flying pickets.
1: Or it's soft sell. And, but it's kind of like, it, there's a really... It's quite odd that they started in 1983 for the first year to pick for them. And fr- we worked out it's probably because that's probably the first ep- series where they didn't really have a nonce on it. Yeah. I, do quite, I do quite like watching those old episodes of Top of the Pops.
2: What were the Be- topics in 1983?
1: I really? oh, can't even remember now. They went to Hong Kong for a, one of the charts for some reason. They used like, to like, do trips out as well. I don't ever remember that on Top of the Pops. Nah, I'm doing a, a trip overseas. I just, I just
0: remember seeing Flying Pickets Yes, quite a bit. Um, but I do quite like the idea when you when you Side see those drama. charts. You look at the charts now, and it's like basically the same four artists. <laughs> but what I quite liked about the 1983 charts is that you'd have Dex's Midnight Runners next to Shalimar, next to Renee and Minata, next to <laughs> some some random guy I've never even heard of, and it was quite you know you'd get these kind of things that were quite obviously people in their 30s and 40s buying records and then yeah. the, the stuff that kids were, were buying so you know your Depeche modes and your soft Cells, and you kind of um, dun, 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 your zoos dun, dun, dun. and all the rest of it it's really weird because there wasn't like you know it was it was so diverse the charts there was just stuff that you go oh I remember that that song brilliant and the next thing and you go I don't even know who that is well, it was
1: quite nice on the eight on the 83 year because you can see like the end of all the 1970s bands starting to begin well the, di- the disco the, stuff yes. definitely yeah there's yeah. still a couple of disco still a few in disco thrown around but then all the new romantics was coming straight in yeah so it was quite interesting one and a little bit of punk as well
0: well you got well it was new wave mostly yeah. new wave so you got your kind of tom robinson's and and, and people. paul young of, was on a lot
1: yeah in 1983
0: I will do the 1984s though, because yeah. that that, wasn't, that was a that's kind of like quite a significant year. When you me. were in your prime, I was 16 in 1984. Well, I started so. off
1: 1983 as a single cell, <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of 1983, I was filling nappies. So it's kind of like a good whilst, year for me. I was out. <laughs>
0: At Snobs, knocking back several pints of... Uh, Still got the same place. Red Velvet, whatever it is.
2: <laughs> Matt, I, I, I wasn't even... My parents probably drunk a Night of Passion at that point, to be honest <laughs> with you. That's how bad that is. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't even an accident at that point.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, well, you, at least you missed out on the kind of like constant fear of nuclear Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was a fun part. Oh yeah, anyway. but I'm living through. Please. I'm living through like what the, you know, on... the reboot
1: of it. <laughs> I was say what went on with 1980s TV? It was just harrowing from start to finish.
0: <laughs> it was good. It was, like yeah, it was like
1: yeah. I mean, I watched Where the Wind Blows for the first time a couple of years ago, all thinking this is the guy who made the Snowman. This is going to be a nice happy story. My God. And a great Bowie song to go yeah. with it as well. Have you ever yeah. seen that? I
2: know what it is. About, like, old people and some nuclear war and stuff. Yeah, it's
0: Raymond Briggs. Yeah, it's uh, and it's John Mills and his wife. His, it's his just real life wife, it's yeah. just
1: dark, dark, dark.
0: It's great though because they like you know he puts the doors up against. He go, he goes through. He basically, ridicules the government's safety um, safety instructions. In. Like yeah. you know. Put some doors up against the wall, cover it with sandbags and stuff, and they they do all these things, and they all start to get they get radiation poisoning, and you know it's not a, it's not a it's, it's not, not a pretty, happy tale. It's not a happy happy
1: cartoon. <laughs> it's not
0: there. They're not walking on the air. <laughs> no, so.
1: It's, it's like, so you get the snowman, where the Wind blows, then Father Christmas. It's kind of like it's a bit of a range in between yeah. those three cartoons. I, d-
0: I do have a very strong love for when the Wind blows. It's a good good movie. If yeah. you can get if you can get the chance to see it, it's definitely worth watching. It's of its time, but it's still highly um, precedent at the moment. Yes.
1: ever been up to anything else by the way? You um, seem to have gone off on a long yeah, tangent. Yeah, I've gone
0: off on a tangent. I'm glad to think what else I've done this week. Uh, I went and bought a Blu-ray, a particular Blu-ray. A Blu-ray. I was after, <laughs> I, I you know, only one this week. I should curb, I've got such an addiction. It's terrible.
1: To steal Comics. from Peter K. Blu-ray sounds like the guy you'd buy adult videos <laughs> from in an ice cream van.
2: No, yeah, That's- that makes sense.
1: That's not to say that, but it wasn't <laughs> a blue Didn't right?
2: Didn't he have a character like that, though, in that picture? Yes. thing where there was an ice cream man who was selling porn in an ice cream van? Yeah. Yeah, under the counter yeah. stuff,
1: yeah. Yeah. Gotta um, make a living somehow. I guess, yeah. You can't really sell ice creams in Bolton.
2: Man, imagine like going to an ice cream man and be like, oh, yeah, I'll take uh, a Twister, a Mr. Whippy, and uh,
1: <laughs> are <you> all, describe- <laughs> all, all guns out five. <laughs> are, are, were you describing the ice creams or the films on that <laughs> one? <laughs>
0: The other thing I did do this week, because I've run out of the uh, materials at home to make my own Father's well, Day cards, What kind card. of materials, Keith? <laughs> so I, went, I went to, to WHM. You went to the ice screen man. And they, they appeared to have a 60 foot long display of Father's Day cards. There must have been about kind of three and a half million Father's Day cards. And I must say, every single design was terrible. It's like if I was a dad and somebody giving me one of those cards, I'm thinking, really? It's like... You know, there's you're two, lucky if you're under three and you're making your own.
1: There's four categories for car- Father's Day cards. There's football cards, yeah. there's DIY cards, there's sports cards, and there's alcohol. And that is it. That and, is and, your choice. And there's, and there's
0: the kind of sarcastic uh, caption card. Oh,
1: oh yeah. or oh, Bank of Mum and Dad. Oh. It's like, <laughs> yeah.
0: they're terrible. It's like, you know, at least Mother's Day, they try a little bit of artistry. Yeah. There's a bit of a bit of flowers and stuff. But all the Father's Day cards are basically, they're just photographs of bloody, what's his name? Top Gear? Clarkson. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson. They're just like it's just a hundred photos of Jeremy Clarkson,
1: oh, that, or a bad taste joke,
0: yeah. or a pint of beer, or a yeah. cricketer, or yeah. a footballer, or a sports car.
2: It was it was my girlfriend's birthday a week or so ago, and her granddad bought her a birthday card, and she opened it up, and it was literally a generic car, a sports car, a card with a sports car on, <laughs> and we were like, right, okay, so literally, he must have picked up a Father's Day card. Or oh, she so that was the first card he so saw. Was like, oh, that dude, Laura likes cars, and then you know, that's it, that's the card. But I hate buying cards. I don't know you guys. I hate buying the concept of buying
1: cards. It,
0: Someone, it feels it like a giant bin. waste of money. Yes, it does. I i over the past few years. I've made my own for various people. So I had like themed cards. So one year I did kind of uh, reproductions of penguin book covers with graphics on. So it was black and white graphics. Did you design
1: there. the hipster book covers? Did you?
0: I didn't do it. I might. I may have stole the idea or saw and, and seen it at some point. But. Um, uh, or it was movie posters for the people of year, the, the year they were born and stuff. But it's like, yeah, cards are terrible. WH Smith is full of them and yet you wander around and go, they're all awful. I think we can make a killing designing geeky brummies, geeky brummy gift cards. It's I like- think the rise of
1: Card Factory has made cheap <laughs> oh, cards. Oh yeah, Moon it's King. good. It's good for cheap cards. No, card Factory is like yeah. the ultimate in cheap card collection. I'm happy
2: to spend 29p on a card.
1: I know but- you left the price label on the back of my birthday card. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not it
2: for like 100 years old as well? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But no, I like, think like you have to rely on someone else's sentiment. Do you know what? If anybody ever wants to buy me a card, just get a piece of paper, draw a willy on it, and just write happy birthday inside. I'll be happy with that. You know, I'll just be amused by a picture of a penis on a card. Instead of like some kind of sentimental message or some silly joke, just draw me a willy. You just look
0: very natural with that that microphone. He's, hold, he's, he's holding he's down. He it looks like he should be presenting
1: sport. He's,
0: he's holding it right at the bottom of the shaft. He's got yes. a good grip Fran's on it. Dim, so he's my jam. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you look like you should be on pitch side. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to talk now to uh, uh, Mr. Vittel, uh And I, I'm, I was going to say, like, Formula One car drivers, and then I realised I don't know any of them except the guys that used to drive like 40 years ago. You got Sterling Moss
2: Can you imagine me like being like a silent? I do a worse job. I do a worse job than Chris Kamara.
1: Yeah, they're going left. They're going left. Yeah, so they're going they're, right. I
2: can't tell my left and right, so I'll be like, oh, they've gone that way. They've gone that way.
1: <laughs> they're going in a straight line now. I don't know who's in front. I really don't care.
2: Someone's kicked a ball. Another guy's kicked a ball. Going a goal,
1: Some people are happy. So, what you could do is just do the Adam and Joe footy song. Ball,
2: ball, ball. If,
1: we, if we're ever footy, stuck for a footy, summer footy. special,
0: we, if we're ever stuck for summer specials ideas, we should do a, the Geeky Brummy alternate commentary. Should I pick get... a spores and, yes. co- and, com- and commentary on I think we should it. do the World Cup because okay. none of us are
1: going to have a clue what it's about.
2: <laughs> Get a video of some sport on that computer and I will commentate it now. I will describe what is going on with the sport. With
1: the, with the sport. The sport. <laughs> the sport.
2: Are you just typing the word sport? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not very good at this kind of thing. Google sport. sport. <laughs> I'm going to look. Oh, Alexa, oh, oh, I show know me sport. the perfect thing.
2: I you're typing in don't, the sport. No, don't look at the laptop for a second. Don't look. Turn away, that's Guy. Put turn no, away. If bring the so what were you
0: up to this week, Guy, while we're waiting?
2: Uh, I DJed against Kirk. It was, uh, it indeed, was a we, fair battle this time, Was it Waterstones yesterday? No, we did it at Ingram uh, Design Centre for Jenny's book launch. You
0: both had rather lovely shirts on. We, I saw some photographs in a very, no, they're very jazzy background. background.
1: The background was amazing. I think Kirk... Uh,
2: we, we, we did... It was a fair battle, but to be fair, there was times when we possibly killed The Room.
0: Right. Keith, do you want to come and pick a sport from this page? Okay, I'm just going to take my headphones off and, and pop around the desk.
2: <laughs> we um, Was it the rugby song, Ryan, that we potentially killed The Room with? Pretty much. That was a good song, though. It was the theme song, of BBC Rugby? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, I don't
2: think that
0: counts...
1: I'm not sure that counts as sport.
2: Okay. So, oh, why this? <laughs> 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 okay.
1: Right, so Guy will be commentating on the Sand Marble Rally 2017, Tournament Race 5, their 300th video. Okay, let's so go. We've got, shall, we, shall we talk through the list of marbles that we have first?
2: Oh, I'm not going to remember all these. Go on, just got- just go through. Number one, El Captain. Number two, Big Pearl. Number three, Slimer. Number four, Deep Ocean. Number five, Glassy. Number six, Black Knight. Number seven, Nemo. Number eight, H2. Sounds like I'm reading the football results. Plymouth United one. Bolton Rovers 4. It sounds like you're doing the lineup for the Grand National on See, Channel 4. Yes. Do you remember that on the old Saturday afternoons? You have that noise that goes and then would be like Manchester United 1. It was the telex when it used yeah. to come up in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was, that was a noise. Key to cherry pick a marble each.
2: Oh, I'm going to. Okay,
0: okay, let's pick the number. Yeah. Is it a blaster? <laughs> you got numbers
1: 1 to 20. I'm going to go with number 14, Lollipop, because I can actually work out which one that is.
0: What are you going with, Key? I'm going to go with. Uh, <laughs> I've, Looked at it. Come around. I think it's number 18. The one that looks like a pool
1: ball. Uh, Number number 16. Red number three. Red
0: number three. Yeah, let's go for that. That Are you ready? Uh, uh, Shall
1: we launch in?
2: okay <laughs> sand marble rally tournament 2017 race number five right so we're at the top of the sand hill here we've got our marbles Ooh, lined up
1: Keys picked well red number three is number f- it's first
2: they're all got behind the starting line and they're off and they're down the hill there's loads of balls rolling down a hill it's not a common sight they're rolling down the track honestly i can't tell who is here at this stage it's anybody's game what color is in front I'm colourblind. I can't tell. <laughs> there's an orange marble in the front. Yeah. There isn't. There is it was looks like an orange marble, but it looks like it's about to be overtaken. Oh, this marble's going for it! it literally, it's just down the track. Who spends their time oh, doing this? Oh, Blue's I don't just know. Oh, we've friend. got a new winner. Oh, and the ball's going. Oh, there's balls all over the place. People have <laughs> dropped their balls down a hill right now. This is intense. Is this two minutes really? I've got to do this for thirty. <laughs> yeah. So this blue ball is still running down, and now lots of balls are catching up with it. It's like it's like it's like a game of kiss chat, catch here. You know, they just want to catch this blue ball. It's
1: like watching Mario Kart eight.
2: The yellow marble behind Nemo is fantasy, Not. apparently. Yes. Yeah. So it's a marble fantasy.
1: Oh, we have a new. Oh, oh
2: yeah. What, what even color is it's this? Black is this and a, white. Is in this, front? Is this Blizzard Blaster, as it's so it called? Blizzard Blaster. What a name for a ball we've got here.
1: This is a very sandy balls by now because they're going down a sand track. Yeah,
2: they are going to be really sandy. are going to have to do a good polishing yeah, after this. They're grouping this.
1: together. It's getting tight towards the end. Oh,
2: it's, there's lots of balls now next to each other. There's multiple balls. There's Ed balls. And there's, look, the finish line is in sight now. These balls are coming. Oh, it's a white ball that wins. Quick
1: silver in number one position.
2: And there we go. We've got all the balls back at the bottom. Blizzard Blaster came last.
1: <laughs> Red number three was fourteenth, And you got four did not finishes as well.
2: Did we fu- how did they not finish?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Lollipop, H two blue, and ghost, and those big pearls. well. So yes. what, were the, what were the odds on those various balls? That's the thing.
0: It's, it's be gambling. You did a good job there, guy. I was, I thought it was okay. quite good. Yeah, Quicksilver
1: in first place. Impressive.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you even bet on this? Like, uh, it's like Deal or No Deal. There's no, there's no skill to this. It's just balls rolling down a hill.
1: But you ever want to find out weird sports? Look at the Ocho on Reddit, which has like a list of very odd sports.
3: We,
0: but we we didn't see those. Perhaps those balls have run before, and they've
1: got form. So yes. you
0: know, there's probably there's probably an almanac somewhere. perhaps have some like, like weighty yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: they're
2: seasoned, seasoned balls. <laughs> yeah.
1: Seasoned and weighted differently. <laughs> Maybe like they're kept especially by their <laughs> by their owners prior to the race.
0: We, I, I'm just trying to think how we got from how are you to watching marbles roll down a hill guy <laughs> commentates it's the
1: way we roll. So what else did you get up to this week, except for annoyed. DJing?
2: I got annoyed. <laughs> I got annoyed on the bus this morning. Man comes on. Three kids. I'm sat in the back. They're all over the back. Kids are leaning over my chair all the time, eating crisps. We're talking like Space Raiders, so the smell is there, it's prominent. Playing hey, music right really now. It's kind of like, seriously, this ain't your back garden. What are you playing at? Honestly, like the whole bus to listen to their bloody chart pop music, and it's kind of like don't want to hear Miley Cyrus unless she's with Flame Lips. You know, just sack it off, champ. I don't know if you sit <laughs> on your T-shirt, if you're listening, champ, I wasn't impressed.
1: What flavour Space Raiders?
2: I, mate, I don't know. It just was literally. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. I didn't even make even breakfast. Do not want to smell may snacks at that time in the morning. <laughs> You've got beef or wrong... you got pickled
1: onion. Both of them have a particular stench. Do you know what? Pi- pic- Pickled onion really gets at the nostrils.
2: It's great dietary habits for those kids, you know. It's teaching them a great lesson there. <laughs> Wasn't happy about that. So, yeah, I got annoyed. Bad, bad parenting.
0: Yes. But think of all those lessons you're learning, Guy, when you become a parent. You'll know all the things not to do.
2: I've learned The, the lesson I've learned here is hire a childminder. Let that, them deal with
0: it. You should write a book like Mr. Spock. <laughs> Dr. Spock, whichever one it was.
1: Yes, Dr. Spock. Mr. Spock was the one in space. Dr. Spock was the one with the very dodgy book. Of drawings.
0: He just raised his eyebrow at people's yeah. when he was... But bad, badly behaved children, he'd just go, yeah.
2: fascinating. Captain Parrish, what have you been doing?
1: It was my birthday. Yeah. Indeed. Did we all forget that? <laughs> <laughs> did we had a gifts last week, Yeah, didn't we we? We'd we done this. Don't try and milk it for two weeks. No, well, like, you've well, had your gifts, you've had your the, praise. After the show we went to watch Flash Gordon. Congratulations, you were born. Anus. After the show we went to watch Flash Gordon at the Mac, which was Which awesome. must have been glorious yes. yeah, on the big screen. Brian Blessed in full HD on a big screen, something that everybody needs to see. And Peter Wingard, Viv didn't realise Peter Wingard was, was Clytus. Clytus, such a voice though. It's, yeah. it's such an amazing voice. We think Captain Kirk, our DJ friend, looks a bit like Peter Wingard.
0: Um, a little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. We should get him a safari suit. Yeah, it... a little bit, yeah. It's the it's the kind of slightly, it's the ruffled kind of, hair, the, guy. the hair and the. Um, I'm sure I've shown you this, this beard
1: I'm going to get a picture of Peter Wingard up for Guy. If you're not seeing who Peter Wingard is, have be a
2: that, there's a time people, to pick Wingard, people to look Peter Wingard, but then you people to look Captain Kirk as well.
0: And you went to see some animals as well, didn't
2: you? Okay, hmm. a little bit, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, okay. I'll give yeah. you that. A little
1: bit, yeah. I can imagine Kirk rocking that.
2: Okay, I'll give you that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Yes, so then we went to Twycross Cross Zoo on Monday as well.
2: Keith just walked to the door and then back for no reason.
1: <laughs> He's so just checking to see nobody else are trying <laughs> to had, speak. He's in.
2: having one of his funnies. <laughs> a funny turn. It's
0: Mr.
1: Tim's outside the door. <laughs> you need to gas. Be prepared. do I, I leave the gas I on? Can't
0: let him in. <laughs> Don't let him in. Yeah. So it's just your reflections in a glass, and I
2: mistake. mistook it for somebody waiting. Yeah. Not really. Uh, oh, someone's ooh. at the door. Okay. Should I go find out who's at the door? Should we go find There's out
1: who's at the door? Oh, at hold the your door. microphone.
0: There's somebody at the door. Yes. There's somebody at the door. Off goes Grotbags. No. Yes.
1: Right. So, anyway, whilst I was, was yes. So while guys out, flapping with the door, uh, yeah. Toy Cross is really fun. Surprised how close it is. You do need to drive or find an alternate method of transport rather than public. Because
0: it's just in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, but it's actually really good, and it's the only zoo apparently with all four species of apes. So you've got gorillas, chimps, orangutans, and bonobos. Cool. Yeah, it was good fun. It was so fun. There was a monkey that came up to say hello to me when I was taking a picture. It was right at the window. <laughs> it looked like you trying to escape from the bus, as George yeah. said. <laughs> it was really close. It was just like,
2: Wah! I've been here for far too long, let me out.
1: It reminded me of Zed from Police Academy. There was nobody at
2: the door. It was a knock-door
1: run. Was it Was it somebody just randomly ringing us from... Yes possible other spaces yeah but Twycross cross zoo good fun do need to drive but it's a really good day out
2: I'm still screwed then at night. yes
1: well yeah I'd, I'd recommend it there's giraffes elephants
2: brand new feature zoo review yes with Ryan Parrish
1: yes we went to the butterfly farm as well they've got little holly tunnels with you butterflies could, you in. could
0: go to the go together and we could have zoo review and Toilet review, review. the loo in the
2: zoo. Review.
0: Oh, yeah. nice. That'd be good.
1: zulu Review.
2: you need to a review, yeah. you do a to toilet review at some point.
1: Yes. Well, you're on holiday this week, so you can... Do a toilet review. Do a toilet review while you're down south. All
2: right, I'll do a toilet review. So where mm-hmm. are you off on holiday to? Um, in
1: that in the middle of nowhere?
2: pretty much. I'm taking a kite. I'll be happy. So <laughs> <laughs> long as I've got my kite, this kite, right? You won't believe this kite. So two years ago, I went down to Portsmouth Way to see my friends. Um, we went on a day trip to Bognor Regis. so And I was like, it was really windy day. I was like, I'm going to buy a kite. I got mugged off on the kite because it said 4 dollars on there. I pulled that label off. It said $2.99. So someone had stuck $4.99 because it was a windy day. So I've already been mugged off because of the weather. But in the, we thought the kite's just not going to go anywhere. It's going to be rubbish. It's not going to fly. <laughs> up like a dream. And I thought, well, it's not going to last very long. It's a cheap kite. I managed to get it down, take it down. Took it on holiday last year. Had a good time with it. Still got it. It's packed, ready to go in the car today. Played it last weekend. This kite, four ninety nine kite, looks like a good dream. Best kite I've ever had.
0: Love it. So, what what are your kite songs? Because I'm I'm already hearing Let's Mr. Banks. Let's go
3: yeah. fly a kite.
2: But what, what's your what's your kite soundtrack? There's like a band called the Free Design from the sixties, and there's like a song about kites, like Let's fly a kite. It's like a happy sixties. Oh, I it. I I think I know that one. Yeah, yeah that'd wow. be a kite song. But yeah, you could have the Mary Poppins one as well. You know, like yeah, yeah so. Is that is like, f-
1: that still got the worst accents in any film? Mary Poppins. I don't know.
2: No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay, so I, I was watching ITV a few weeks ago, and they had a film on like half ten, and yeah. it was Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, Trying to do oh, a Spanish accent. Was God. it Spanish or Italian? Italian. Italian. Italian.
1: Oh, Jesus. he sounds like he should be running a pizzeria in New York, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's got a few. That's got a few bad accents in.
1: He's supposed to be, isn't he, from Italian descent as well as Nicholas Ford Coppola, isn't he? Yeah. yeah.
2: But he's like the, the black
1: sheep. of the family. We
2: definitely need to do a Nick Cage special at some point. Yes. There's, there's at least two hours of material we can do from a oh, Nick yeah, Cage
0: yeah. special. In a world of news, we've got the best. It's weird news on our radio show. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I had somewhere to go there and it just went away <laughs> in the middle. <laughs>
1: Right. So, I've <laughs> scoured the internet to find the oddest thing that we can find in this week. And I've... You scoured the internet for news and then you yes. scoured
2: it for something else if you ask me.
1: Well, we've ended up in Canada. Globalnews.ca and Mr. Michael Phelps, multiple Olympic medal winning champion, will apparently be racing a great white shark at some point for Shark Week on well, Discovery Channel.
2: That's going to end badly. That's just going to end in tears, isn't it?
1: <laughs> With 23 Olympic gold medals under his belt, US swimmer Michael Phelps is not no slouch when it comes to swimming at great speeds and taking. But it can also swim fast. Slander, Ryan! <laughs> he's admitted it. His pictures out there. It's slander. not slander if it's true.
0: We'll, you, we'll slip the word allegedly, allegedly. into that
2: <laughs> conversation. Ge- Brummy did not endorse the comments of Mr. Ryan Parrish. <laughs> Please sue Ryan, not us. The
0: yes. views of Mr. Ryan Parrish do not reflect the He of was the found radio guilty. Show.
1: <laughs> he can't really be liable if he's found doing it. Even Barack Obama has a picture of him having a certain narcotic substance with Michelle oh Obama. Oh my God! Dragging the
0: ex-president <laughs> of the United States into this now as well.
2: Oh my God! Get on with the story, Jesus. There's two blokes in
0: sunglasses and black suits outside the window now. What's going well, on? Well,
1: I haven't talked about the current one.
2: May I? the need to afford a court case here in my hands. I'm going down. If, you, if you're taking us with this as well,
1: i use the bleep button. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> so you just go wanna. <laughs> Could be Tijuana. Oh,
2: well, that's great, but you'll just leave the name in
1: there. <laughs> it could be Tijuana. We don't know. Uh, anyway, but can Michael Phelps swim faster than the shark?
2: No, he can't.
1: That's what TV viewers will find out on this year's Shark Week when Discovery Channel unveils its annual shark-themed week of programming with Phelps and has as yet unidentified finned friend to face off in a new special. Phelps versus Shark. Great Vold versus Great White.
0: Is there is there going to be some is there some kind of like great white celebrity choice <laughs> thing going? All the great whites are down it at the bottom be... of the ocean going. Who's going to race him? Let's well, have our latest might show.
1: <laughs> it might be right shark from the Super Bowl a few years ago. <laughs> 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 That's the only shark celebrity I could think of, other than that, than that Jaws, who's died about sixteen times by now. Let's be honest though,
0: it's not really a race. Yeah. No. If you go, Michael, you're in a race with a, white, a great white shark. Um, you can think him. This is not a race. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be in front of that great white shark because it, the great white's not gonna go. I'm gonna to keep to my lane. I'm going to my lane. I mean,
2: like, how is this even gonna work? How are you gonna train That's the like, shark to be like? Right, what are you gonna do is swim in a straight line. Yeah, you gonna go straight. You what are you gonna do? gotta try and beat him because you know you want to beat him. And that shark's like, yeah, I got it. I'm on there. I'm on it. Like, <laughs>
0: So the shark's sitting there thinking, right? I've got to beat him. I've got to beat. I've got to eat. I've got to eat him. I've got to eat him. That's it. What am I gonna do? I gotta. I gotta eat him.
1: Right. Bump. In its announcement, Discovery hypes what is sure to be an epic swim meet. They're one of the well, It's fast- going to be epic because
2: someone's <laughs> going to die on national TV, quite
1: clearly. They're one of the fastest, most efficient predators on the planet, sharks. He's our greatest champion to ever get in the water. Michael Phelps with 39 world records and 23 Olympic golds. But he has one competition left to win. An event so monumental no one has ever attempted it before, notes the Discovery Channel release. No one's a stupid. The world's most decorated athlete takes on the mo- ocean's most efficient predator, Phelps versus Shark. The race is on. This I
0: mean, is- this is going to be one of those. kind of like they big it up, they say it's what it is and then it'll be a digital simulation and it's like, (laughs) yeah, we studied the great white shark and we put it in and uh, if it had had been a race between the two, this would have won. It'll be one of those kind of things
1: As the Hollywood Reporter points out, Phelps will have his work cut out for him. For for those wondering great whites can swim up to 25 miles per hour in open water whilst Phelps at his top speed averages between 5.25 to 6 miles per hour
2: Well he's a little bit screwed then, isn't he?
1: I'm, uh, I'm thinking they're going to give him a massive lead, What, a boat. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, like he's punching above his weight here, definitely, yeah. isn't he? I mean, as well, it, it's a pretty really good job because he retired, really, isn't he? Because yeah. you know, at least the Americans don't have to rely on him anymore. It's, you know, like, oh, so I've done everything I can do in my career. What do I do next? Oh, I'll just, uh, I'll just the shark. Yeah, you know, as you do.
0: It's it's not like, like one of those ridiculous things. So we're going to get um, Zola Bud. I was. I desperately tried to think of yeah. a famous runner there, and I could only come Usain up with little Bolt. Goods. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have Usain Bolt. He's gonna. He's gonna race a jet aeroplane.
1: You <laughs> gonna go? Ooh. Well, if you want to keep with animals, cheetah.
0: Yeah, but why? Why are all the things we want to race things that basically want to eat you? So <laughs> like, he's not racing a well, sheep.
1: They had the episode of Top Gear where Richard Hammond raced a greyhound in a, in the Mazda. Does anybody remember that one? No, took a Master remix fire to Ireland and like took it around a greyhound racing stadium with a greyhound. On the I mean, you can train
2: a greyhound a little bit better than you yeah. can train a shark. The greyhound like, won. Well, that's I'm it's their job, yeah, basically, isn't it? But you know, you can train a greyhound to to race a car. You can like embed it into a greyhound like you've got to race this car, especially if it do, does doesn't enough. But a shark, I mean, come on. What are they thinking? I, I want to watch this now, though. I definitely want to watch this. I think we should do a follow-up piece on this. See if they, if, stick, if they, they stick the shark. A
0: shark in an Olympic pool, yeah, it's going to be halfway across. The Maybe already you can commentate on that.
1: There we go. Guy can commentate on Phelps <laughs> versus shark. I want the form. I want no history of this event. There goes the
0: shark. Previous winner of the 1999 Olympic <laughs> uh, shark racing.
1: You may have seen the shark before in such films as George Three: The Revenge. You Is that the, the you really, really a, rubbish one? We, <laughs> Michael Caine. <you> know, <laughs> Someone with
2: Dennis Quaidon, you know, when, like, he's in a golf cart and then he just all of a sudden falls out of it and then falls on the floor for no reason. Love that scene.
0: You may have also seen this shark in Sharknado 1 yes. and 4. He missed out parts 2 and 3 <laughs> because the contract wasn't good enough. It's yes, too busy training for this event.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for us?
1: Adorable dog photo bombs Google Street Style Google Style Street View and every single image after following a photographer on a walk. No this is noise. from our local, uh, our local to the UK paper, The Mirror, and it is a very cute dog. It's Aww. a golden retriever. So basically, this guy was.
0: We need a big screen behind you where all these yes. things come up, like in the news. Because I am going to have to go around the
1: desk now. Come around. He's, He's look very cute.
2: Little face. Look at him. He. Look
1: how cute. Oh, it's cute cutie, cutie, cutie.
2: Can you send me this story on Facebook,
1: please? I will send you the link to this story. Yes,
2: I've just had a text message from Domino's Pizza which says, Um, buy one large pizza and, um, get, that's one, that's and get, well, get one, buy one, buy, <laughs> buy one large pizza and get one free.
0: So
1: try. their marketing's getting a bit direct, <laughs> buy pizza.
0: It disappointed me that he went, Oh, I've just got a text from Domino's Pizza and didn't go, It'll be here in two minutes. It's <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Right, so an adorable dog has photobombed a set of Google-style street view images after following a photographer around whilst on a walk. The fluffy golden pooch was determined to help out as a photographer daum, D-A-U-M, a a cacao-owned web portal, went off to catch some extra images. And yet made sure he was in every single shot as the pair walked around. Liengun, Jiangbok. In South Korea. Oh, what ledge? Either waiting patiently behind the photog- photographer or <laughs> charging up in front, of the dog appears to know its coastal walk well and leads the photographer up some stairs before settling near some picnic benches for a rest. Oh, what The adorable a... dog is in everything. Oh, it's so cute. In some images, the pooch even appears to be grinning widely as he trots happily along in the sunshine. Unfortunately, the dog's name is not known and it's not clear if the photographer is the owner of the cute canine or whether he just turned up to pose for free.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she be like, you're right, right, Friday, we need to get you some publicity. Guys, take some pictures there. Get in there. You're going to get your name out everywhere. And then, you know, you're going to be bigger than Pudsey the dog right now. Yes.
1: Either way, thousands of people are now desperate to know the coordinate coordinates of the walk in the hope that the photographer's furry friend might turn up again. And there's a link in the article where you can see the whole route, which I'll show into the podcast description.
2: Oh, can you um, can you um, send me that on Facebook, please?
1: I'm sending you the can link you send
2: Can you send it to my, my lovely girlfriend as well? Because that will blow her mind.
1: Yes, Thank I you. will do.
0: But um, so that's it for weird news this week. That's all I could find. Check in my uh, Twitter stream to just see how much uh, uh, social collateral I've got. You to, ain't Phil Ellis, English. mate. You ain't Phil well, well, Ellis. Strangely enough. So Until the, you the, get that blue tick, the not first, Patrick The Wolverton. first message I've clocked when I've looked at it is, is Mr. Philip Ellis himself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in a round circle now. I don't like it. It's hip to be square <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> he's he's going to love
2: that he's in a round circle. Well, he's he's, he's going to be so happy about that. He's he's, gonna, it's going to frame his face better, I reckon. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's blatantly posed. He's, he's straight a, away to get a new picture. He's done for a that. new picture for that. But
0: he's he's um oh, I've lost it now.
1: Um,
0: his his tweet that I've just clocked here is things I've learned after 20 minutes at Luton Airport. One, no cup of coffee is worth four pounds. Two, people are obnoxious. Three, I wish I was dead. Nice. <laughs> so, poor Phil. Now he's gone on to say. Uh, we're just reading out Philip's entire kind of personal. History here. He's it really, then gone on to say, "Man at next table bragging about the number of countries he's backpacked through, none of which taught him not, how not to speak with his mouth full." <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, I must complain about the new Twitter because it's gone from a square image to a round image, which ruins our show pictures.
0: I know. It's, we've we've we, spent many a year redesigning he spent whole our entire minutes. lives around a square. Yeah, Keith spent whole minutes
1: us. doing that and now we've just got to like lose the corners. Oh
0: yeah,
1: that, that's that's crap. It actually kinda of works for this week's show pitch because well, you're in the centre, but what I'll
0: do is I'll do a circular version with the square in the middle. Cool. So we, we can we can circumvent it. You can't take us down to it. No. So you can try what you like to with make three point to your circular
1: world yes. view. Circle people. Circle people. jerks. <laughs> in guys continuing mission. To get San Pellegrino to sponsor the show. I thought we'd have a little taste Please sponsor the show,
2: please sponsor the show, please sponsor the show. I thought we'd
1: have a little taster, because my lovely wife and I found a version of San Pellegrino in home bargains.
2: Fake, fake, fake. We don't endorse the fake.
1: which is made yeah. in the UK, but licensed from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, like, product of Jersey on the back of it, and it, guess, it says
0: produced in the UK, you know? It's slightly better than that water you had the other week that was bottled in Poland, shipped, <laughs> shipped to, to Brooklyn, to and imported into the UK. So for pregnant right. mothers.
1: So we have two of their lemony goodnesses. One is San Pellegrino. One is Saint Helier. You have currently got glass A in front of you, glass and a. I'm not going to tell you what glass A is.
0: Taste test. Taste test. So it's you both need Saint- to have a Hellier Fake test.
2: So I'm. <laughs> I'm going to so you... cleanse my palate first. So I've got like a purely fresh tongue ready to taste. Fresh tongue.
1: You fresh tongue devil.
2: So, you know what it's like when you have coffee I and mean, then if you have water, yeah. it makes it taste nice.
0: But...
1: Now, both of them have exactly the same ingredients, 12% lemon juice and the same amount of sugar and water. There's,
0: there's definitely a very citrusy uh, bouquet. Bouquet? Mm-hmm. Bouquet?
1: So, this is glass number eight. So tell us your thoughts. It's very lemony.
2: Yeah. It, it, it feels like San Pella's, but I can't be sure until I feel how fast is. I'm 20. feeling
1: a
0: slight tingle in the cheeky area just below yeah. my eye, having drunk that. So... Explain the taste.
1: How does it feel?
2: Oh, a bit mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. Sugar, sugariness coming through on the back end. Still got a little yeah. bit of fizz in
2: there. It
0: possibly tastes a little sugary. Uh uh-huh. I, I like the amount of fizz. Yeah. It's got a good. Uh, it's got a good carbonation.
2: Mhm. Um, you poured too much. I'm gonna need a wee after this. <laughs> it's you pleasant know. enough, though. Yeah, it's pleasant enough.
0: I think over ice. In a long, tall glass. Mm. Or I could quite happily um, Shot a take a glass over those. Yeah. I mean... that's, that's all right. Gin actually. and lemonade. There we
1: go. That's going to be
0: my mm. new summer drink. i tell you what it's not. It's not a Ghostbusters Twinkie. <laughs> it's got flavour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's got some actual flavour in it. It tastes <laughs> like something.
2: I mean, I need to try number two. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Keith?
2: That's all right.
0: Um, p- possibly a little artificially sugary tasting. After you've got rid of that kind of lemon, yeah, yeah. sting. But overall, I, I, that was a, ve- a pleasurable glass of uh, beverage. Right, definitely. so I'm now
1: going to disappear and pour glass number. Glass I'm going to rinse my
0: glass out.
2: I literally, I'm going to. I'm going to the toilet so much. It's sharp, isn't it? Oh, so what? That was mm.
0: pleasant, quite pleasant.
2: In the meantime, Keith, would you like to try one of those biscuits? That are there? The biscuits. Yeah. Like yeah, the strange biscuit I found in the local Polish shop. It's like a shortbread biscuit, you know, like the ones with the bits on the side. And it they smells
0: can... okay. Smells alright. Yeah. It's got a nice um taste. It's got looked like it's got kind of leftover chocolate sprinkles just scattered amongst the um the white part.
2: It's got, it's, I like I like them. I think they're good. I don't know what they're called, but just sound of EQ in there. I can hear that in my. In my head. I don't know if you can hear it on the microphone. Oh, he's coming back with glass number two. I reckon this is going to, I don't know. Same colour, same consistency. Okay. Smell the glass, so.
0: That instantly smells less citrusy.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, there's oh,
0: definitely less smell to this one.
2: Oh, this is tough.
0: It's a completely different taste for me.
2: It's got less citrus, but it's got like more of a limey touch to it. This is the San Pellegrino.
0: There's less of that artificial sugar taste. I would say, I'd agree with Guy, that this is the uh,
1: official brand. This is the San
2: Pellegrino.
1: You are correct. That is the San Pellegrino.
2: (laughs) Yes, I knew it.
1: But were you impressed by the St. Helier?
2: No. No, it was was too um, sharp. To be honest,
0: I quite like the fact that it was sharp. This isn't as... Yeah. In your face, lemony. Yeah. Um, this is a bit subtler. A this, is, this is possibly for kind of you know slightly posh people who aren't yeah. used to that kind of like harsh reality of life and what <laughs> lemons really taste like. <laughs> like Guy basically. Yeah. The, the softer the softer uh, um, Guy's a soft taste citrus, citrus. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> I could ta- I could take that sharp lemon yeah. taste. You know, having um, it
1: reminded me of a good old style cloudy lemonade off the back of hmm. back of a milk float.
2: I think like there was it was too sugary and too sharp. This on healthier. I think, I
1: think the it other one... It wasn't as
0: balanced, I think. The other one was a little artificially tasting. It was almost like it was trying too hard to be lemon and then going, oh my God, we've done too much lemon, we need to add sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a little bit... Whereas this is kind of like, it's not kicking you in the face in terms of like, lemon.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just, it's got a smoother taste. It's nice, you know.
1: 50p you a can t- though at St. Helier. Yeah,
2: but... Would you
1: put up for that fifty can instead of what the one pound twenty that sampellers usually costs?
2: No, I'd rather I'd rather fork out the, the, for the quality of sampellers, because you know what you're getting with it? It's it's a good quality drink. A good quality drink that should, you know, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Keith? Please.
0: Um I probably wouldn't buy either. To be honest. You're not it's a levity man. Stick to no, cordial. I, no, I, yeah, I'd I'd squeeze a couple of real lemons and add some um, sugar. 17p Asta's own brand mineral uh, sparkling mineral water. <laughs> we we'll make my own. Oh, well, I don't make my own, but my partner Madeline makes our own uh, elderflower, rhubarb, various cordials, which I add sparkling water to. So we have our own brand um,
1: equivalent of St. Pelia.
2: St. Blumenfield.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should can it up. it's It's good stuff.
1: Bloomfields works, is a quite Bloomfields, nice? Yeah, yeah, Bloomfields, yeah. Bloomfields, kind of Bloomfields Cordial works. Bloomfields,
0: Bloomfields quite, you know, it's a big industrial name. If you go yes. to uh, New Jersey, the uh, sanitation d- department is... Um, I oh, won't we'll be comparing that to your Cordial at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a garage in Tipton. <laughs> so it's kind of, Bloomfields
1: know. Cordial does sound quite a nice ring. I'd buy a bottle of Bloomfields Cordial I from a garden centre. Yeah.
0: Bloomfields. Tasted the country. Oh, so See, you find in it, Waitrose. It, it,
1: no, it's a garden centre drink. Like go to webs and you'd have that stuff. Oh, comes like the yellow flower one. And, yes, uh, yeah,
0: it comes yeah, in yeah. a lovely shaped green bottle. Yes. Yeah.
2: But yeah. here's an idea: to so get more sponsorship from Sanpellegrino, we'll say we'll do a lemonade stand. Them so you can promote your drink. The big, the big banner. We'll 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 do the stand for you. Yes. San Pellegrino, We want you. <laughs> Well, we could we could we could, we could
0: tell the difference. We could tell the difference. Is this
1: going to be your rider system? if we ever at an event now? Twelve I'm pack of I'm
2: Gonna get San Pellegrino t-shirt. I'm just gonna get the word San Pellegrino printed onto a t-shirt. I think as well. What
0: this, this the, the San Pellegrino one is more of a sipper. Yeah. Whereas the other one, I kind of just necked it. Whereas this one's like, yeah, I've got to I s- think save this. A you want
2: to save it because you pay you pay good money for this mm. can, so you want it to last.
1: But is it worth double the price?
2: Yeah, it's so much better.
0: I think for me, the difference would be how much sugar's in it. Yeah. And I'd It's so exactly the same. So if it exactly, pretty much the same, exactly
1: the same ingredients.
0: If I had 50p, yeah. I'd buy the one. If I had the pound, I'd buy two cans of the one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Division in the studio. We're trying to get a sponsorship to But if it was free, yeah, in a large uh, refrigerated cabinet in the studio, I'd drink as many Sampelles as um, as I could possibly do.
2: I mean, it's a top drink brand, isn't it?
0: These headphones are making my ears sweat. He's lost it again.
1: <laughs> it's good. Mr. Timms gonna come out again. Mr. Timsy, I. Oh, it a a bit of
0: lemon
2: cordial. <laughs> <laughs> Where? What would what would Mr. Sims drink? San pellas or some Hellas?
1: No, Mr. Drink, Tims would drink potato juice. I think. mister Timsy Timzy'd be drinking
0: cider. That's all we drink down here. Satsuma none cider. No, 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 lemons. Satsuma <laughs> cider maybe. Satsumas. 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 <laughs> what the blinking aca like satsumas. <laughs> Only apples down here. Apples and pigs. That's all we got down here. <laughs> Who
2: needs six people to do down where you got Mr. Tim's job? <laughs> apples and pigs.
0: Bacon and <laughs> cider. Sausage and cider. Pork and cider. Hey, all looking. Trotters and cider. Pig's nose and cider. Pig's ears and cider. Cider chips. <laughs> cider and pig chips. Cider and crackling. Cider
2: and... Cider
0: I'm just doing
1: the shrimp speech from <laughs> Forest Gump with cider and pigs.
2: Is this like more of the menu that Bloomfield has to offer? Yeah.
1: If you're lucky, we'll replace the cider with scrumpy. You can get your pork baps, you can get your pork chops, you can get your pork loin, you can get your pork shoulder, you can get your pork produce. We do we do we do we do pork, pork and pork. Pork, pork and pork. Pork, pork and pork and, pork and, pork and cider. Are you opening your own version of Mr. Egg where everything comes with pork?
2: (laughs) God help (laughs) any of our (laughs) Bristol
0: listeners. Although I am a big fan, a big, huge, massive convert to bacon on pancakes. Yes. I used to enjoy With maple syrup? Yeah. Streaky bacon, though, because all of the bacon... It's got to be crispy. ...not bacon. But yeah, it's like a maple syrup. I used to love a bacon bap, brown sauce, daddy's, not HP... HP don't count as brad sauce. That's some, They've moved. Just, He's making just, me hungry whatever. here. I'm yes. to have
2: to eat panini roll.
0: Nice, kind of American-style pancakes, not British-style pancakes. doesn't work with They've that. got to be thick and fluffy jobs. Thick and yeah. fluffy, and not the ones you can buy in the shops that you heat up. They're terrible. They're not very good. has to be homemade pancakes. Streaky bacon. Two Two rashers per pancake, with two extra on the top number butter
1: he's pointing at us when no, he
0: says no this. butter I, I don't go with the butter Ooh. but you have to drizzle the maple syrup per layer and you can go up to six in a stack and it's, oh, it's a taste sensation
2: i like to think that when he did he, go, he goes in the shower talk that like this is how it ends <laughs> at like the beginning of the night, he was like oh no you've got to have this you've got to eat this you've got to do that
1: <laughs> you can't watch this film without a stack of
2: pancakes <laughs> <laughs> that's, i don't think that's i, I felt like You were giving me life lessons. I thought I've learned something about pancakes I need a a rostrum
0: and a a presentation behind me. No, this is how you do it. a PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) We can have you take
1: over like Saturday Kitchen for a week. Mr. Bloomfield, one of your favourite, favourite films has come out on Blu-ray and DVD.
0: Indeed. Yeah, earlier in the year, uh, the sequel to the first John Wick movie was released on the big screen.
1: John Wick 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh,
0: John (laughs) (laughs) Wick... That's, that's that's so. Oh, I don't know what to say about that. But yeah, I, um, I saw that movie, and at the moment, well, Electric Boogaloo. Um, I, was, I did. I have seen Electric Boogaloo too much, Um But um, yeah, I went. So, so I saw it at the cinema. Oh, what a glorious experience it was to to see that film at the cinema. I was a big fan of the uh, 2014 original, which I didn't get to see at the cinema because um, I'd heard some really good things about it. But by the time I got kind of got round to it, it kind of had gone off because it was wasn't thought to have been that bigger release at the time. And since then, it's kind of picked up a real cult following amongst action um, movie fans. So it came out earlier this year, big reception, a lot of fans are going to see it. Uh, so Monday of this week, uh, the Blu-ray and DVD and digital release uh, was was and
1: 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray as well. Yeah, if you've v- got
0: VHS,
2: Betamax, yeah,
1: <laughs> Laserdisc, Laserdisc <laughs> projection, SVCD. <laughs> From the local guy, Viewmaster in the corner shop. (laughs) I do, I do
0: quite like the Viewmaster version. That's a good one. Uh, That's a good one. Um, No, but so it's a chance for those of you that perhaps haven't um, indulged in the the universe of John Wick to pick it up because you can get the chapters one and two collection as well for a reasonably good price, and and it is stunning. You know, people have talked about things like Logan and um, some other films this year, but for me, John Wick is a an example of how to make an action film in the 21st century. You know, in this character that Keanu Reeves uh, and the directors have created, we have got, you know, a um, a, a a action Man. hero for the 21st century. I mean, you know, this is a guy who's kind of, you know, he, we can talk about him in the same kind of breath as we talk about John McClane, Mad Max, Robocop, the Terminator, uh, Dutch... You know, he, Do you he's think a, a mythic character?
1: Do you think the lack of dialogue helps with Keanu Reeves' acting?
0: You see, I've been a, I've been a huge supporter of Keanu Reeves. And apart from the kind of momentary slip, for example, Carfax Abbey in um, Dracula, yeah. I like him. He's a good actor. He's solid. He's, he's, he's what he is. And, you know, people who look down on Keanu Reeves and then talk about people like Anthony Hopkins as being the greatest actor in the world or yeah. Kevin Spacey... I'd kind of rather watch Keanu Reeves do stuff than I would Anthony Hopkins or Kevin Spacey. He, he's just, you know, he's a dude.
1: He's he's super cool. He's also ever-living, as we know. Fully
0: <gasps> he's amazing. She's, he's a little bit older than me, but I'm yeah. thinking, my God. I mean, one of the great things about the, the Blu-ray release is um, part of the extras are uh, taking us behind the scenes in the kind of choreography of the fights, how they did it all, and the amount of stuff that that Keanu took on himself. Yeah. Is is amazing. I mean, you know, we we know he did um the Matrix and he kind of really goes for this kind of like training kind of thing. Uh but the the regime and the and the amount of effort he's put into this, you know, he was working on this film, the choreography and the stunt work, you know, 4 months before they started shooting, and he is super, you know, he's super cool. He's so good to all of his stunt guys. And I mean, the, the director of Didn't this one. Like,
1: By everybody on the Matrix like a motorcycle or something? Oh like yeah, he was like super that.
0: cool. He, he's just such a dude. And, and the director of, of um, John Wick, whose name I find extremely difficult to um, pronounce. Chad Stahelski, I believe. That's how you pronounce it. Sorry, Chad, if I've got it wrong. <laughs> um, but Um All used, right,
2: I don't think he's listening. He will be. He will be. I'm tweeting him.
0: Um, but he used to be um, Keanu's stunt double. Uh, for things like the metric and stuff so they've got yeah. you know, they've got a lot of history and you can see the fact that you know these guys really do appreciate <coughs> the work and effort that goes into it uh, and it's beautiful it's it's shot brilliantly it's lit brilliantly it expands the world that we saw in the first John Wick film
1: yeah. I've seen the first one I haven't got around to seeing the second one do you still get gratuitous as Ian McShane in this one
0: Ian McShane yeah. in this is superb yeah um, you is he, know is he love joining it yeah <laughs> He's Ian McShane.
1: Is he more American God's Ian McShane? He's more Mr. Wednesday style? He,
0: he's Ian McShane. This is the this is the problem we've got with that because he is Ian. He's Deadwood Ian. He's yeah. um, kind of
1: um, Mr. Wednesday. American
0: God's Ian. He, he just kind of well, comes in and goes, what about Lovejoy? I own yeah. this um, this role. Um, so he's brilliant. So he continues that. But yeah. we kind of expand on that whole mythology of the Continental, yeah. which is the kind of Hitman Hotel where Hitmen can... Uh, go, and they, you know, they're safe. It's a safe place. Yeah. Um, but we expand that now because John's moving across country. So for one reason or another.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see a bit of Europe turning yeah. in this
0: one. Yeah, I mean, the, the film starts practically straight after the end of the first one. Right. Um, so John's still trying to get out of the Hitman game. Yeah. But for one reason or another, he gets drawn back in uh, to this world. But uh, he, he, we now expand that out. So he, he, he visits Europe. Yeah, and we have the European Continental. So you think we think you think we were having it good with Ian McShane's Winston character being yeah. the head of the Continental in America? We get Franco Nero being the the, the concierge of but the Continental
1: really, that, in. That's a good Europe. pick there. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, the original Django, when you see him, and you just go, <laughs> "You're just casting cool people in this movie." <laughs> He's like, "I'm all over it," uh, and they just expand that mythology. And it's, you know, the symbolism and all the rest of it is just incredible. And also for Matrix fans, Lawrence Fishburne makes an appearance. Yeah. Uh, you know, on a rooftop, a guy who looks after pigeons. So we've got a whole, we've got this kind of Assassin's
1: world. Blending into the Matrix Which is well. all
0: kind of um, posh and suits. And, yeah. and Peter Stefanovic has a fantastic scene in the middle as the guy who yeah. designs and creates John's tactical suit. Yeah. And um then you have this kind of the Romans Fishburne, where it's kind of the lower end, so it's all street people. Yeah. And um I, I can't say how how much I love this movie.
1: I mean I think the joy of the first one was the plot was kept quite thin and there was a glimpse, and it was a very much a show not tell movie.
2: Isn't it just about a man and his dead dog? Well that's pretty
1: well, that's much what, that's the core of the, it. The
0: dog is what yeah. kicks him off in the yeah. first film. So it's it's a revenge thriller. In in essence, he starts off, he wants to leave the game and his wife and, and dog are are murdered as a result of him trying to get out of this world. So it brings him back. He wants to yeah. take down the people that are responsible. And then, then people don't learn and then yeah. pinch his car and that's kicks off a whole different thing. And that it's i it, I mean you could you could say in essence it's one giant one hundred and twenty yeah. minute uh fight scene. But it's done with such panache such yeah. joy, you know, for one of the things that took me out of, of Logan, for example, was the fight in was cut really fast. And although they went, yeah, we're R-rated and there's blood and gore and whatever, it was cut in such a way that kind of took you out of that. Whereas John Wick is filmed in such a way, they go, let's take the camera back, let's slow things down. And we see what happens. It's yeah. brutal. It's, and it's- violent
1: it's very close to real life they I mean, they put a lot of attention to the first one where he's shooting guns they make sure that he's counting the bullets and you can see yeah. him doing that in his head but you can see the repercussions of this you,
0: it's, yeah. you you know there's a visceral thrill to seeing it happening but you go oh my god you know it's yeah. it's a brutal brutal world that he lives in um, but so, it's it's just done you know it is a, it is a work of art if you're an action movie fan you owe it to yourself is it to make john wick part of your world
1: better than the first one
0: i would say yes Mm, uh, because it just takes that world and yeah. goes, takes it from kind of like a small and just blows it out. But that's one and thing I
1: was wanting from the first movie, more more of the background, more of the story. Uh, and they uh, left glimpses and it was a really good way of doing it. But leave every
0: minutes. character has some input. I mean, Ruby Rose is in it as a uh, mute character and they do all the sign language and the graphics are on the screen. It's beautiful to look at. Ending, absolutely magnificent. Uh, and the upshot of it now is that we've got to the point where we're uh, get hopefully going to be getting a TV series, prequel TV series, based around the world of Continental.
1: And we're going to get one more movie, according yeah, to the director. a
0: nice, hopefully a, a trilogy, which will which will finish that movie. And I hope they just go even That segues more. back to one of
1: our podcasts a few weeks ago, and we said, is there any trilogies I, left? I
0: think this John Wick could be the first... Good trilogy we've had in a in a long time, and I I, I love it. It's my favourite film of the year so far. We haven't had Baby Driver yet, but John Wick for me is by far the best movie I've seen this year.
1: And out at all high yeah, street returns, def-
0: definitely pick it up. I'd say uh, it's well worth your time and money.
1: This is a short piece about twenty years of OK Computer by Radiohead, read by Georgia Ellsmere.
4: Released on the 23rd of June, 1997, OK Computer was the third album from Radiohead. Following on from the surprise success of the bands, the album was the band's statement against the Britpop category they had been shoved into. Preceded by the six-minute epic lead single Paranoid Android, it was clear from the outset that within the space of three records, Radiohead had made extraordinary progress with their sounds. However, what may not have been known at the time was the legacy and impact these 12 songs would have. The album tackles subjects such as consumerism, social alienation, isolation, climate change, political fears and technology. 20 years on, a lot of this subject matter is still relevant and this is why many feel the album has stood the test of time. It is a challenging album, however repeated listens are rewarding and the album soon becomes unforgettable. The album is important and should always be remembered for the impact it has had on the last 20 years of music, for daring to do something different and for the way it pushed radio had to carry on making incredible albums. It may be 20 years old, but the album still sounds as contemporary as it ever did. If you've never heard it, now is the time to to experience it's Paranoid Brilliance it'll bring you down but that's the right way to hear it
1: nice little speech there from Miss Ellsmere. so Guy, this is probably one of your most favourite albums of all time
2: I'd probably say it is my favourite album of all time which is bold because I own a lot of music So
1: yeah and it is pretty a pretty geeky album as well I'd say, it's been used so much in modern pop culture I think it's one of those songs it will pop up on any soundtrack anywhere <laughs> It's that diverse as a record.
2: I think it just has a, it has a lasting legacy and I think it has embedded itself into popular culture. People will know of it. People associate Radiohead with things. You know, there's a the whole image of Radiohead being, you know, sad git music as a result of it. Some people have and then there's, you know, the whole idea of American teen culture embracing Radiohead and things like Clueless. And it's just embedded, this album has just embedded itself into the conscious over the last 20 years. And it's just important. Keith? wholeheartedly agree
0: um, I mean yeah it's, it was it was an album that having had Pablo Honey and the Benz come before was that it, it was that shift that tonal shift that kind of you just went this is pretty amazing stuff you know because um, you know they, they they reached a certain point and you were kind of worried about the fact that they were going to do that thing that bands regularly do that they, they release an album and then everybody starts talking about them and they get a bit cocky and you end up with a kind of U2 kind of uh, we'll do rattle and and we'll kind of like, you know, the same kind of thing that happened with people like Simple Minds and all the rest of it. They get talked up to the point that they kind of go, Yeah, we don't really have to Bother. try. Yeah. And they come out with like, okay, computer, and you just go, This is, this was like going, You think you knew what we were doing? We, we're not that. We are somewhat else entirely. Mm. And I think that sums up Radiohead as a, as a concept. They are something else entirely. And you can't pin them down as to a kind of specific genre you couldn't you couldn't kind of go oh they're a x or they're a y they are experimenting and i kind of like that because of being a bowie fan as well yeah that idea of having a band and and artists who kind of were like pushing their own boundaries and wanting to do something different and doing something a bit challenging and thinking you know this is and they, they continue that on past this album as well they kind of don't sit back and go yeah this that was good and, Will just sit back and rest on our laurels. They they tried something different. Yeah, I mean, the Post band. It. The,
1: the band itself is probably one of the first bands to embrace the whole world of digital music as well. Because uh, I can't remember what album was. It. It was in rainbows. In rainbows, the, uh, they released it online. Pay what you want. I wrote my dissertation about yeah. that. <laughs> and they actually paid and they actually earned more, far more money on that album than they earned previously on any kind of radio well, uh, album. Well,
0: and being uh, internet savvy as yeah. well as a, as a band. Because um, they still run. It's the waste site they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they have now, and it's kind of interesting, uh, funny. OK, computer, coming back to the forefront now. When we've got Arcade Fire yeah. doing the everything now type thing, and there's, uh, I've heard a couple of songs now from uh, the Arcade Fire album, and not there not is incorrect. that kind of Call there's back. reflections yeah. to to stuff. There's, you know, there's reflections to the '80s, but there's also reflections to that kind of early. 90s um, sound that we were getting I don't you know I I I'd I'd, I'd, li- I'd rather much rather listen to Radiohead than I would an Oasis or,
1: or yeah. a Blur and set on the 20th anniversary release they again released lots of hints online it was very quietly developed I mean they're a master
2: of knowing what how to manipulate their audience I mean if we look at the Moonshaped Pool release last year yeah. they slowly faded out their website to nothingness got the whole talking that Radiohead had just completely vanished offline. They deleted their Twitter profile pictures. They did all their tweets ever. they vanished basically and then came back with an image of a bird tweeting which then led to Burn the Witch. They know how to manipulate and get their fan base literally on the edge of their seat and they can still do it 20 years down the line. They've always pushed it to a way uh, to get people uh, excited. And
0: the other thing that that they, they successfully do is marry the visual to the sound i mean people think if you play certain songs from OK computer and and to a certain extent the bends more than pablo honey yeah the visual goes with that people will remember that shot of the uh, the the mask filling filling up up or running down the road Mm, or whatever it is so the you know there's there's a visual aesthetic that runs through and and, and, you know as a band they are filled with people who have that artistic sensibility.
1: I mean, a band that tried to replicate that in the 2000s, Gorillaz, have come back recently, yeah. and I don't think they've achieved the same level of success that David Alwan was hoping for. I mean,
2: I think what you need to look at in Radiohead as well is, like, at the time, it was the it was the end of Britpop that was all dying, and they'd been lumped into that, and they broke away with this, and were like, hang on, no, we can make outside of music, we can do something different, we can make things for people who do don't feel represented by music very well... We're going to do something different. And they're still doing it. They have, like, a lot of bands have gone away. Like, Blur have gone away and come yeah. back. Hope have gone away and come back. But, but Radiohead have always been consistent. They've me take five years to release an album, but that's because they put the work in. They've been there consistent over the last 20 years, and they've not released. I think since Pablo Honey is the only bad Radiohead album, in my opinion, they've had a run of eight fantastic records. And it's like... Amazing. Even
1: Pablo Honey's still got a few songs on there.
2: And it's got Creep. I mean, you can't go wrong yeah. with that. But no. it's just... It's I mean, that was a song of a generation, I think. It really was. And it's a consecutive run. And I think that, you know, they may not look fondly back at the Benz, but the Benz paved the way for Ok Computer and then Ok Computer just paved the way for Kid A, which then paved the way for a lot of bands in the in noughties to realise, hang on a minute, we can experiment, we can do indie music and we can just do something different with it. And it's—they
0: have—they they do well with that musical history as well. Um, because uh, Kid A kind of embraces that kraut rock sound mm-hmm. into it as well. So it's kind of like going, you know, they're, they're clearly sh- sh- wearing on their sleeves their own musical influences, um, which, which adds to that whole tapestry that they're, they're creating. It's not just, you know, we're a band and we're going to knock out a couple of, you know, yeah. okay tunes and then disappear. I think th- th- because they've survived... It's because they go okay. Let's what are we interested in? Let's try this. What, let's let's have a go at that.
1: And it's very heart and sleeve music. I think yeah. they reflect what's going on in their personal lives quite a lot in their music as well.
2: I mean, look, I'm interested to ask you guys this because for me, this feels like the end of Radiohead because we had a Moonshake pool and they put a track called True Love Weights on that, which has been kicking around for since the bends, and now this new re-release of OK Computer notches up another three tracks which have been kicking around since the days of opening computer, that the fan base have been screaming out for every time they release an album, because they have a tendency to go back and revisit songs and try and redo them. And they may emerge on seven albums down the line. Do you, these are the only few songs now which are left, which are like the big ones people want to hear. It feels to me like they're clearing it all out, because this is they're, they're kind of ready to say bye, because it's a very unusual move for the band as well to release a reissue like this and be fully behind it. They don't normally seem to support reissues their music very much well, so that seems was their, to be... they had a big fight with their record label when they yeah. reissued the last time but they? they seem to be very much kind of like yeah we're actually going to celebrate this album which kind of made us and maybe it's the end I don't know what do you guys think seems to me like it's an the end
1: they seem to be diverting off into their own little projects their own little world Tom Yorkston a couple of solo albums as I said Johnny Greenwood's gone into soundtracks quite a lot mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's in the OST world quite a lot now what do you think he's <laughs> I think if they if they're
0: doing it on their own terms, then that's that, that that's great. It'd be it'd be nicer for them to just go, this is it, and and rather rather than just kind of fade away into obscurity and be forgotten about. And just stuff, say thank you. This to is just it. go, yeah. we've had a we've had a great run. This is this is what we've done, and now we're going to go on and just kind of put an it put it finished. Kind of marker on what Radiohead represented. I think
1: that's what a lot of people have worries with their bands is they'll peter out rather than and they'll keep geeking and they'll keep yeah. pushing the same records I, and trying and I don't have them. any
0: worries of Radiohead becoming the a, a Rolling Stones. No. Um, but it would be good, you know, it's a, it's. A, I think it's a one of those things for, for musicians that you, you churn out music and then at, at some point you just fade away.
2: I mean, the end, of the, the simple fact to matter is it, it's an amazing record. It's worthless to And just to hold back that, it's an amazing legacy music. And if this is the end for them, you know, what a way to sort of go out by celebrating yeah. this fantastic record, it, it still which s- still feels relevant.
0: It still sounds as contemporary and relevant today as it did 20 years ago. E3.
2: E3, keep item. <laughs> E3, E3,
0: E3, E3. Don't talk to me about E3, R2. <laughs> E3, E3, E3. E3, pew.
1: So E3, if you don't know what it is, it is the biggest gaming event of the year over in America. It's where all the big gaming studios, publishers, developers come together in America and show what they've got, basically. Show, like, us, show, show us what eggs. you've got! Just show <laughs> us your games! A bit like Rick and Morty there. So the biggest news from E3 was the launch of the Xbox One X, which is a really stupid name. i need to mention that before we go any further. Is it which basically
2: are- just a HD Xbox?
1: I watched it online, it's a four K Xbox. So, so it's
2: not a new console. It's like the PlayStation PS plus PS4. Yes
1: plus. and no. They've pretty much redesigned the internals from start to finish, but it will play all Xbox One X Xbox One games.
2: So you're not gonna get Xbox One.
1: You will get Xbox Game. One X enhanced games, which are designed for four K.
2: But are they still gonna like release them like a standard? Yes, so oh, okay. we get a standard and an enhanced okay, edition.
1: Okay. But the biggest news for me actually was they're releasing Xbox original backwards compatibility. So, if, so we know we've got the backwards compatibility program with the Xbox 360 games, but they're going back to the original Xbox console now, which is really confusing with their naming. So you've had the Xbox, the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, and now you've got the Xbox One X.
0: Yeah. With the, with the backwards compatibility, as long yeah. as that's not um, all digitally focused and yeah. you can actually use the older games, because that'd be great, for kind of like you well, know, training through charity shops where they've yeah. got old Xbox games that I've just kind of not bothered picking up for. Two
1: titles I noticed was Crimson High to Revenge, which is a brilliant plane shooter, which don't see nowadays, and Jade Empire, which is one of Bioware's finest pieces of work. Talking of Bioware, they've released their new IP, which is Anthem, which looks a tad Destiny... Like Halo Titanfall 2. Yeah, it's pretty much a mashup of any futuristic space shooter up. It's basically you get in put into enhanced suits and wander around this planet and shoot lots of monsters. Shoot shoot. But I'm really hoping they've got a decent single player with this. Cuz it seems to be focused completely on the multiplayer aspect of getting four mates round and then you go around and shooting and stuff as a group of four mates like Destiny. And the single player seems to be something that's fast disappearing and I'm getting very frustrated with it, because I don't have time to go and try and corral four friends together to play. You've got console. four friends,
2: that's <laughs> why. Well, it's in the, the same three. trap I fall into. <laughs> who said, who said yes. we were friends <laughs> We're colleagues?
1: Yes, but you can't really get four people together at our age and at our point in life, and there's always things on, and you can't. It's a struggle. It's I like I'm a good single-player game.
2: Hang on a minute. You can't be complaining here, because you're the blogger here. He's the one that's socialized. <laughs> Me and Keith are probably sat around most evenings twiddling our thumbs, and you're the one off socializing. So you're the problem here, mate. You're yeah. the problem. You need to be the solution. Get Dave Massey.
1: <laughs> but yeah, done? I don't know. It looks beautiful. It does look like a beautiful action RPG, and I'm quite slightly disappointed that they've dumped Mass Effect in our favor of this.
0: Uh, is that potentially because a lot of the blowback they got off? Andromeda, Andromeda? yeah. Because I mean that 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 really didn't do them any favours. Yeah. You know they, they took a lot of abuse for that, mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly. But um.
1: a slightly left field one was Mario and Rabbits are going to do a game together. So the Rabbits from the Raymond series games are now. Joined with Mario for a game.
0: they
2: just milking Mario now, aren't they? But
0: yeah. to be honest, it looked a decent enough game. It looked a tactical shooter where you you know use cover and yeah. use the power ups and stuff. You know it's a shame. It's the it's the Nintendo's eternal problem. They put out these great, great, great games, but the fan base is just so small that they'll never really you know get to that kind of Halo, no. Destiny uh, level.
1: yeah Skyrim is back again. Six years since its original release now, and now they're releasing it on the Switch and a VR version of the PlayStation. I'm bored of Skyrim now.
2: That's a game I can buy, them
1: I'm just... Well, yeah.
2: Why haven't you bought Star Trek Bridge Simulator yet, Guy? Has that even been
0: released yet?
1: Supposedly out soon. Who knows. They talk
0: about games. I'm still yeah. burned by the fact that I, I pre-ordered a game that you've got delayed for a year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talking about delayed games, Beyond Good and Evil 2, we've had a trailer launch which was very very sweary and not in the keeping the original beyond good and evil i
0: i've not seen that particular trailer mostly because i was looking i i'd seen a lot of people commenting on the monkey yeah and i kind of thought that's just going to sully the name of beyond good and evil for me yeah i mean the
1: first one was an absolutely brilliant game i enjoyed playing through that so many times but this one looks like they've just gone a bit oh we can be adult now
0: Oh, it's this ridiculous thing of like, let's make mature content, and how do we make mature content? You, you swear a lot. Yeah, uh, it's like, nah. You know, I'm not seven. It's yeah. not it's not that big. It's not that clever.
1: No, Metro Point Four has been announced as well. So this is a series that Nintendo is revisiting after a very, very long time. I think yeah. that Metro Point Three was GameCube. Ooh
0: um there was there no there was a there was I a hunters Metro, on um, yeah uh, on wii, wii which yeah. Is, and they've done, they've done a few kind of um game game boy yeah whatever the, whatever the equivalent of game boy yes yes yeah yeah it's um yeah i mean for me I, I was quite interested in um shadow of mordor yes which looks pretty cool that looks pretty you know that looks like a decent Multi-platform system, but that's yeah. pretty good.
1: And then you got Assassin's Creed Origins with the most ridiculous ver- amount of versions I think I've ever seen a game released. Yeah. Like the most expensive versions, eight hundred pounds, and it comes with a seventy-three-inch statue.
0: It's it's a bit pointless, really. I think, but for me, the games that I was most interested in Cuphead yep. on Xbox, which we've been waiting a long time for. Yes, I liked the look of the Last Night as well, which was kind of that pixel kind of lost world looking. Um, environment, which I yep. kind of quite fancy to look at that as well. That looked pretty good. Yeah,
1: I think I'm going to start expecting more from the indie scene in the future, I think.
0: Well, I think that's where, that's where games are going. I think the big studios have got too much invested. Yeah. Anyway, Keith, where can we find you online? You can find me by using the uh, incredible combination of words, hard luck and hotel. Sometimes on Twitter you will need to put an underscore between the two. On Instagram... Uh, you don't, uh, but check out the website hardlockhotel.co.uk. There will be new content coming soon. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of I'm feeling a bit more enthused about creating new stuff. So cool. I'm gonna get out there and do some bits and
1: pieces. Guy, where can we find you online?
2: Uh, Violaboyh Instagram and um, Guy to to on the on Twitter. Yeah,
1: you can find me
2: <laughs> posing in pictures with a dog
1: online at Ryan Parish at. Remy Gormond with the food blog. And you can find us all at Geeky Remy on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, assorted social medias. And don't forget to please like, subscribe, and share to this beautiful podcast that we donate our time to every week.
0: Yes, and, and like and share our Twitter comments as well. I spend many an hour working on those wonderful gifts that I've just yes. made up.
1: <laughs> many, many gifts. Yeah, many there'll be more gifts. coming, so like them. If yes. you don't like them, I'll keep doing it. I've just turned into Commandant Lassard. <laughs> many, many gifts. Keep, yeah,
0: you can only stop me by liking and sharing them.
1: Yes. Thanks very much for joining us. and We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye,
0: audience people.
2: Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us at Patreon.com/slash/BrumRadio.